Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax deadline for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. I crossed up by Colby, roll floated to Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, it's fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. What's going on, basketball fans? We are back with another episode of the Posting Up Podcast. Joined here by Big Jace, our co-host, producer, and uh, special guest Steve Risser filling in for Isaiah today. Sean might be in. We're not sure yet. We haven't heard from him, but if he comes in, we'll, we'll, we'll bring him right in along with us. But for now, it's just the three of us. And without further ado, let's get right into our first topic of the day. Uh, the Lakers, who have slipped down to the fifth seed, uh, since the stars on their team got injured, uh, have a star on the verge of return. Anthony Davis is rumored to be very, very close to returning. Um, but basically, guys, uh, not only do I want to know the impact of that, uh, so we'll start with that first, um, but I, I'm also going to ask you guys after uh, another question. So, Steve, what is, how, what, what is AD coming back? How does that impact the Lakers right now? I think it's really going to help him. I mean, if you look at – if he could somehow get back ne- uh, next week, they got two big games in Dallas against the Mavericks. And if they could win one of those two games, that pretty, that pretty much clinches they're not going to get into this play-in tournament, uh, which the Lakers definitely want to avoid because they don't want to be one of those 7 through 10 seeds because, say, the Lakers match up with the, with Popovich in the – say they match up like in the first round, the 17th game with the Warriors, and they uh, and they lose that, or then they got to play the, the Spurs and Grizzlies pretty much, pretty much for their season. The Lakers are the clear – when everyone's healthy, the Lakers are the clear favorite – clear favorite to win the Western Conference. So they don't want to wind up in the play-in tournament. So I think what Anthony Davis is going to do is when he returns, he's going to help that team stay, you know, in that, you know, five, five stay in that five, like fifth or – keep them in fifth or sixth place in the Western Conference so they don't have to play in the play-in tournament. So when LeBron comes back and they could and they could have him, LeBron, and Drummond uh, together, they, they could be in, they're in really, really good shape going into the playoffs. Jace, let's say this um, 
this AD coming back doesn't really have as much of an impact as a lot of people think it will. Um, basically, what's the worst case scenario for the Lakers? Uh, the worst case scenario is probably, like Steve said, the playing tournament. No matter what happens when you have AD or and uh, LeBron on the floor together, no matter how many games it is, you're you're going to make the playoffs in some some way, shape, or form. Uh, and if it is the play playing, so be it. But yeah, uh, I think Steve really hit the nail on the head uh, because the playing tournament is big. And uh, but the the thing here is, I mean, it's the West. You need a star. Andre Drummond has shown that he's not a star. He's a solid player, but you need a star to compete in the West and uh, to stop them from slipping, getting him back. I mean, I, I do think they won't be. They obviously won't be the best. Team. I don't think they'll be the best team in the West until they get LeBron back. But. Um, yeah, Davis will definitely help them win games they couldn't without him. Yeah, so um, LeBron obviously um, has a relatively minor injury. Uh, it has kept him out for a significant amount of time, but, you know, it's not a torn ACL, torn Achilles. Um, it's a, it's an ankle sprain. He'll be back before the season ends. But, um, Steve, let's say there's a, there's a scenario – you know, you know, God forbid for the league, for league's sake, that LeBron doesn't miss a significant amount of time with a serious injury. But um, let's say LeBron can't play again this season. How far can AD take this team? I think it would be tough in the West for them to get to the fi- to get to the finals with uh, with uh, without LeBron. I think AD because we know we all remember in New Orleans, AD was was a great player, but they really only won. They were only in the playoffs twice, and, only, and they only won one playoff series with AD. So, say they get into the playoffs, say they wind up like the five seed, and say they, you know, match up with a Phoenix or a Utah. I think they'd have trouble with with Phoenix. And in the, in the, I think they win the oh, now the first round series too. They would play. I'm thinking who they would play in the first round. Uh, being the four seed, they might get the Clippers. They get the Clippers. The Clippers are the three. Oh, the Nuggets, but the Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray. So I think they would be able to win that first round series. But that second round series would be really, really difficult against like a Phoenix or a Jazz. Say Donovan Mitchell comes back. Uh, that'd be that would be a really difficult series. And and honestly, if they if they don't have if they if it's just AD, they're not they're not getting by the Clippers. They're not beating the Clippers without LeBron James. That that I'm pretty sure of. Jace, I'll kind of flip-flop the question on you. Uh say AD is out. How far can LeBron take the Lakers? Uh, I think if this were the East, LeBron could take the Lakers to the finals as he does as he has done so many times. But this is the West. Every team has a star here. And uh yeah, yeah, I don't see him getting that far. He does have a solid I, I think if Drummond could fill the role that Anthony Davis has a little bit, but not to the degree as Anthony Davis, especially defensively. So I, I think they will succeed. They might get to the uh, finals, but uh, I don't see them getting past, getting that too, too far, getting to the finals. I mean, the, the Western Conference Finals is what I meant to say. I don't see them getting to the actual finals without uh, both without both LeBron and AD. Yeah, I mean, like Steve said earlier, LeBron and AD together on that team healthy <clears throat> makes the Lakers the favorite in the West. And, you know, a lot of people like Steve himself and still think that the Lakers, you know, getting those two back are the favorite in the Western Conference to make the NBA Finals. Um, I, I think that two of the two of them together is, you know, of the utmost importance for that that Lakers team. Um, 
I think one of them by themselves without the other would not succeed as much. Although we've seen <laughs> in the past LeBron carry some pretty suspect teams to the NBA finals. Um, yeah, but that was it. Those were all in the Eastern conference and those were all very, very weak Eastern. I mean, I think the most impressive probably Rose when he did that was in 2007 when he carried the Cavs to the finals and beat a Pistons team. that was, they didn't have a superstar, but there was a really good team in, in, in that era. And then from like 2002 to 2008, the Pistons were a really good team. So I think the most impressive what LeBron did was was 2007. That 2018, I think that was because the Eastern Conference was so weak. Yeah, and like Jay said, that you know if he was in the East, he thinks that he could still right now run that Lakers team through that conference into the NBA Finals. But um, yeah, I think in the end, both of them are very important to the Lakers' success. As we saw last season, they've won a championship together. So um, I think that them two being back, they just want to avoid the extra games uh, in that play-in tournament. So that's something to look out for for the rest of this season. Uh, we're going to get into our first game break of the day next, get into some games we're looking forward to coming up this weekend. And uh, first, we'll run you an ad from Clovercrest Media. Hi, my name is Allison Gamber. I'm the executive director for the Cove Center for Grieving Children. Our office is located in Meriden and we provide services throughout Connecticut. We are so excited to be having a virtual event coming up, the Hope and Healing Virtual Auction and Celebration. The auction will be held April 22nd to the 24th and the celebration will be held on the evening of April 24th to talk all about the Cove services and what we've accomplished over the last 26 years. If you'd like to join us for the celebration, registration is free, and you can find all that information on www.covect.org. And the link for the virtual auction will be put up there on the evening of April 21st to start auction, live auctioning on April 22nd. So come and join us to celebrate the Cove and raise some funds so we can continue to offer our programs free of charge. All right, so getting into the first game break of the day here, we're going to bring you guys some games coming up this weekend, early next week that we are looking forward to. Jace, why don't you hit me first? What game are you looking forward to watching? Uh, I'm going to go two here because, I mean, we were talking a little bit about about it before the show, but before our next show, Utah and L.A. are going to be playing twice. I mean, obviously the big Donovan Mitchell injury uh, the other day. And then, I mean – Today, no Conley, no Gobert. Should be interesting to see the Lakers. Uh, I mean, a Lakers team that doesn't have a lot and the Jazz don't have a lot go at it. Um, I, I feel like Jordan Clarkson's going to really show up um, today. But then uh, they, they meet again on Monday. Hopefully we have some guys back and it should be a better game. Uh, and the Jazz should. Uh, I hope the Jazz can run away with the 2-0 sweep here. But uh, what's your game, Steve? I'm going to go with my team. I'm going to go with tomorrow afternoon, the Knicks against the Pelicans. I think I think the Knicks are playing really, really well. You saw Julius Randle the other night, yeah, last night with 44 points. R.J. Barrett has been averaging 20 points a game over the last 10 games. The Knicks, Tom Thibodeau has really changed the culture there. They're really playing really, really well. And the Pelicans right now, they still have a shot to get that uh, to get that you know 10 seed in the Western Conference. They still have a shot to you know to get into the play-in tournament. So I'm really excited to see Zion play at the Garden. That should be that should be great, see, seeing Zion play at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. I think that's the game I'm, I'm, the, I'm looking forward to the most this week. Yeah, my game uh, coming up is actually um, not this weekend, but early next week. It's on Tuesday. 
and it's the Clippers against the Trailblazers. I always like to see these um, <clears throat> teams in the West go at it. Uh, Western Conference basketball is very, very exciting. If you haven't watched it, it's on late. Stay up one of these nights. It's a good. It's a good time. Uh, but you got you know obviously Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, one of the league's best backcourts, taking on one of the one of the best defensive wing duos in the league, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Hopefully Leonard will be back by then. We know he missed yesterday's loss at Philly. Anyways, um, <laughs> but that those teams when healthy are always very exciting to watch. Um, <clears throat> the Clippers are obviously a team who have very high aspirations for this season. They are currently in third place uh, with Blazers sitting sitting in sixth, hoping to avoid that dreaded 7-10 play-in um, that everyone is so so worried about this season. But um, So that that's my game. That's coming up on uh, Tuesday on TNT at 10 o'clock. But um, with that said, with I say teams playing well, uh, there's one team in particular playing pretty well uh, right about now, and that is the Boston Celtics. They have won five games in a row. They are playing pretty exceptional as of late, in my opinion. Uh, they're a team that has been kind of up and down the entire season, but it's nice to see them catching fire. They've worked their way up to four games above 500. Uh, game back, or actually, I think they're tied. Um Atlanta has the tiebreaker with them for the fourth seed, but they, they were sitting down in seventh and eighth earlier, not even two weeks ago. So, um, Steve, do you, do you have confidence that this Boston team can kind of pick it up in time for the playoffs? I think they're starting to pick up. Obviously, they're picking up right now. I mean, they've right. won they've won five straight. Uh, they're they're and the thing was they've been up and down. But a big reason why they've been up and down is because their schedule has been so has been so difficult. Uh, it, w- it was so difficult in the first half of the season. Their schedule started to soften up a little bit. So and obviously that team has enough t- has has the talent to be a, a top five team in the East. But I think I just don't see this team getting out of the second round of the playoffs. I just all year long I just don't feel like it's their year. I I, I think you know. I think Brad Stevens is kind of still wearing out his welcome with there. They might need a new coach there. I, I like Brad Stevens, but I feel like he's wearing out his welcome a little bit. But I do think this team, if if they get – say they get, you know, the Hawks, the Hornets, or the Knicks in that 4-5 series, I think they'll definitely win that. If they get the Heat, that's going to be a really tough series for them. But I think they're going to have a hard time. And, he, and, and I know they've had the Sixers number in the past, but the Sixers are a different team this year. I mean, Joel Embiid is playing a, a, an absurd level, and I just don't see them beating the Sixers, and I definitely don't see them see them beating the Bucks or the Nets. So I think they might win a, a playoff series, but I don't see them getting out of the second round of the playoffs. Jace, uh, agree or disagree with Steve? You see the Celtics maybe getting out of the second round into the East Finals, maybe even the Finals, or do you think they're kind of stuck in that first-round playoff series win? bounced in the second i think if i think if boston can i i think if things start to click for them as we've seen in the past couple games i mean they've won some good games against teams like the nuggets and blazers so like they've been starting to click really well they keep that continuing if they can get out if they can get that two if they can get up to that three spot they're not getting up to three. They're not getting no, up to three. They, they, they won't get up to three. The Hawks are still can, way ahead of them. If they can avoid the Nets, 
I think they could make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. No, I like their matchup with the Sixers probably better than even though even though like the Sixers are are much improved. I I like their I would rather see them play the Sixers in the second round than than the Bucks or the Nets. So they, yeah, they could avoid one of those two teams. They have a legitimate they have a small chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But this is also a team I could see getting knocked out in the play-in tournament. Like they're just they have been so all over the place. So like they could do really well. They could start to get hot. And get to the Eastern Conference Finals, or they could also just not be in the Them and the Mavericks are very similar. You know, they both have yeah. superstars, and Jason. T- the Mavericks got Luka Doncic, the Celtics have Jason Tatum. They both have pretty good twos in Jalen Brown and Kristaps Porzingis. But, yeah, they both both have just been so hot and cold all season. Yeah, and you're right about that. You could The Celtics could very easily lose in the playing tournament, or they can get to the Conference Finals. Same thing with the Mavericks in the West. It's just it, the third teams, those two teams are just very similar to each other. Cool. Yeah, and, you know, Boston obviously was a team that yeah, this is kind of surprising for a lot of people, especially their fans coming into this year, having them perform so poorly. Um, and like you said, Steve, if they can avoid uh, Milwaukee or I, you know what, I, and I kind of, I don't even like the Sixers, you know, all bias aside, I don't like the Sixers matchup for them. I mean, I think they can compete with the, um, well, you know, Jason Tatum can get his and Jalen Brown, maybe, can get yeah, locked the, up by yeah, Ben Simmons. Six, it's just, yeah, because uh, you don't like you don't like their matchup with the six. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, good point there. Good point there. Because and then you got Joel Embiid. No one's gonna take take care of him. No, they, you know? they, have, they have no they have no one that could cover Embiid. He's no. I, I believe he's averaging forty points a game in their three meetings this year. So I I just don't I don't like any of the top three teams matching up against the Celtics. Um, you know, unless they catch absolute fire and you know kind of change the way they've been playing the entire year. I, I agree with you, Steve. I don't see the Celtics leaving the um the second round. And I could even imagine them getting bounced in the first round. This is you know, they remind me this season a lot of the the seventy sixers last year. Uh a team that a lot of people had a, a high expectations for and um kind of just were up and down all year and then uh kind of went into that first round of the playoffs and I the Celtics swept them and you know, I was very upset and that was coming off a year where they made a deep playoff run, or they, plan, they planned to make a deep playoff run. A but. big reason that happened, though, too, is you guys obviously lost Jimmy Butler the year before, and Brett, Brett Brown was an absolutely terrible, absolutely pathetic head coach. <laughs> Brett Brown was terrible. Brett Brown was there awful. The coaching has made a huge difference in Philly this year. I was I was a big fan of the Doc Rivers signing. I'm very excited that that has worked out. He's a, he's, a, um, he's, a, he's a top coach. He's a top coach. The Clippers thought he was the problem. He wasn't the problem. Paul George not playing well was the problem. The Clippers, will I think, will miss him in the playoffs. If they get into a big series with the Lakers, yeah. they're going to miss him because Ty Lue isn't even close to the coach that Doc Rivers is. I agree. I 100% agree with that. Um, we're going to get into our second game break of the day, go over some uh, little league stories. Uh, but before that, we're going to bring y'all another ad from Clovercrest Media. The Cross and Wrestling Entertainment Podcast presented by Clovercrest Media is what UAW fans have been looking for. Noah Cross and Tyler Bard give their take on every week's episode of Dynamite. If you are a massive AEW fan, then it is time to join us every Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Stay Crossum. All right. So second game break of the day. Uh Earlier this week, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge called it a career. Uh, obviously, he had played just five games with the Nets, uh, retired due to an irregular heartbeat that apparently I did not know had been diagnosed since his rookie year. Um, I guess something just clicked, or maybe there was an episode that happened uh, after a game. I believe, actually, I heard that there was one night he said he, he didn't want to go to sleep because he feared for his life. Um, and he chose health 
over basketball, his health and his family over basketball. Um, Steve, we'll start with you. Does this really have an impact on the Nets or not really? In my opinion, maybe a little bit uh, for their bench, but not re- not really. In my opinion, I think you know Lamarcus Aldridge had a really good career with the Blazers, had a uh, and had some good years with the Spurs, but he's past his prime. And it's, it's it's unfortunate it's happened with his with his heart condition. That's unfortunate, but he's just he's he's, he's past his prime now. And I, I and I still think the Nets are if the, as I've said, if those three guys are healthy, KD, Harden, and Kyrie, if they're all healthy for the playoffs, this team's going to win the Eastern Conference. So. I, I don't think it makes it makes that big of a difference that he's not going to be there. Right. Jace, what are your thoughts on the whole Lamarcus Aldridge situation? Um, it, it sucks as a fan. Um, I liked watching him play. But, I mean, uh, I mean, it's good. Do, do what you got to do for your health. Um, basketball is great and all, but some things are bigger than sports. But, I mean, he was he, – he's really good. Like, looking back at his career after he's now retired, like, He's one of those underrated guys that, like, not a lot of top people talked about him, but yeah. he was very, very good. That's because he, he didn't was, play. He, he didn't play in a big market, and his yeah. team never made huge playoff runs. His teams never got past the past the never. He never got to the you know, he never got to the conference finals uh, when he was in Portland. Yeah, I know Portland got to the conference finals yeah. a couple of years ago, but he never got to the conference finals when he was in Portland. So I think that's a big reason why a lot of people don't talk don't don't talk about him that much. But very underrated player, one of the top power forwards in the league for a while. Yeah. Uh, and other no, go ahead. The dude. most famous big man lefty too. In um, other news, uh, MRI came back clean on uh, Donovan Mitchell. That is good news for the Utah Jazz and Jace himself right here on the show. Uh, Big part of them and what they've done this year. Um, And then something else I just wanted to discuss quick. uh, Celtics signed number former number two overall pick Jabari Parker to help them at their power forward position. Uh, Jace, we'll start with you. Does this have an impact on the Celtics down the stretch? Uh, it's funny because my friend, he's, he's a Boston sports fan, not a big basketball fan, asked me about this acquisition. I'm like, I said, if you can get like, if he can play two minutes and play really good for two minutes a game, and then after those two minutes, he ends up getting injured and something happens. So I, I, I think he's good. I like him a lot, but he's just got to stay healthy, man. He's just got to stay healthy, plain and simple. What about you, Steve? What do you make of that? I might help him a little bit off the bench, but I don't think he's going to make that much of an impact. I still think the Celtics are what I said they were earlier in the show, a team that's not getting out of the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, you know, it's kind of sad. I um, I always was a fan of Jabari Parker coming out of college. I mean, one season through 50 games, he averaged 20 points a game before he tore his ACL. And like, like uh, I mentioned earlier, those injuries have kind of derailed his career. So it's unfortunate to see that uh, um, he hasn't panned out to what he was supposed to be. But, um, you know, it's good to see. It's I always like to see those guys who have battled injury and, you know, um, stuff like that get back into the league and get more opportunities. So hopefully he can help them out a little bit. Uh, but other than that, I wanted to get into our third topic of the day. Uh, I always like to end with something fun. This was this was popped right into my mind right when I saw this. I was like, I want to I want to bring this up on the show. Uh, Dwayne Wade has just become a part majority owner of the Utah Jazz. Jace, what a great oh, basketball yeah. mind to have in your uh, your team's ownership. Uh, to, you know, not even to mention that just a great look for um, you know 
power in uh you know the african-american community within sports and front and management and stuff like that um so basically i want to ask you guys you know if you could join an ownership group any sports team in the world so this is not just basketball uh who would you join and why jace we'll start with you then go to steve and then i'll finish up i mean i love my utah jazz and i would have loved to be a part of this ownership group with dwayne wade but my one true love is right behind me right there the new york football giants i would love to be a part of that ownership i would love to be able to actually call the giants my own I just love the Big Blue so much. I like we were talking about before the show. I pick them to win every week, no matter what. So I like, and I think I could use my knowledge to help benefit the Giants a little bit more than what's going on right now. But that's a different discussion. But uh, what about you, Steve? I was close. It was close for me between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens, but I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens just because they're just so consistent. And they, they've, and they've, I mean, they've won two Super Bowls uh, in the last in, in the last two decades with two without two great quarterbacks. I mean, they're just such a great organization uh, with, with Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, Halote Nada, obviously Ray Lewis. Uh, they're just uh, they're just such a and uh, uh, Jonathan Agus just such a great organization. Uh, they're consistent. They have a great G. They have great management, great GM, and uh, Ozzie Newsom, and now Eric DaCosta. I mean, I, to me, they're the best organization in the NFL because they haven't had the greatest order, quarterback of all uh, of all time. You can say the Patriots, but they've had the greatest quarterback of all time. And you saw what that what happened when he left. They were a losing team. The Ravens have just been a model of being consistent for so many years, for the last two decades. So if I had to be a part of a team, I, I like I like to be, I would like to be part of a winning team and a consistent team, and it would be the Baltimore Ravens. No, yeah, um, those are great picks, guys, but uh, none of them are going to be as good as mine. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm, I'm going to probably go with one of the biggest uh, sports organizations in the entire world, number two on the Forbes Most Valuable Sports Franchise list, and that is the New York Yankees. My love, um, they're playing right now against Tampa Bay. They are also not just playing very well in general. So if I was the owner, I'd march right in that clubhouse and give them a piece of my mind. But um, aside from that, they're uh, you know a very storied and historic franchise. Um, you know, they haven't won it in twelve years, but still. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I'd make sure that's a priority. Yes, mine, yes, yes, yes. You yes. believe that? Yeah, um, yeah. But um, I yeah, I, they're very storied. Uh, obviously, winning now would be a priority of mine. But just going in there, you know always having that ability to attract uh, top top free agents and, you know, people come into play in the Mecca of sports in New York, although it hasn't been that way in the past few years. Um, that would be my first step in making New York the, the center of the sports world. Once again, that would be very nice, but um, that's my pick right there. And unless uh, anyone has any other comments, I think that baseball was probably the way to go without the salary cap. Just, yeah. just spend a bunch of money. <laughs> There you go. Obviously, in this fictional world, we're all very rich and we can spend our money wherever we want. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so um, with that being said, that's the end of today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you, Steve, for coming on and joining us. No problem, guys. Thanks uh, for Jace, having me. Jace, thanks for doubling up. Uh, Co-host, producer, always love that. We missed you, Sean. Uh, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. And we also missed Isaiah, too. 
Shout out to Isaiah. Um, we will see you guys on Tuesday at 5 o'clock for another episode of the Posting Up Podcast. For Steve Visser, Big Jace, this has been Lucas Bolduck. Peace.